everyone. Welcome back to the Gryffindor Common Room. I'm your host, Renna. And I'm your host, Michelle. And we are back. Uh, it's been a bit since LeakyCon. Been a bit since we recorded an episode. But we're back and we're here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny thinking about it. I'm like, we haven't recorded since before LeakyCon. I mean, well, we did at LeakyCon. We did Sunday night, but that was still, that was... That, that was, was a whole other experience. <laughs> that was alcohol in my system. Both of us sleep deprived and both of us coming off of a complete high that weekend. Yep. And then I fought a double ear infection for the last two weeks. That was fun. And then you decided to work yourself to death and pretend you were me. Yeah, working seven days in a row. That's a totally healthy thing to do. Um, and then next weekend, I have two conventions I'm going to. So, <laughs> because you're a glutton for punishment, yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're very well aware. All we're the very readiness. Well mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for everyone who has started listening um, since LeakyCon, you know, especially if you if you started following us at LeakyCon. Thank you guys so much. It has just been an absolute pleasure. Um, we're glad to have you with us. Um, and it's welcome to the chaos. Yep. Tonight will be a fun episode because even just our conversation before we actually hit record has been pretty chaotic. So <laughs> when is it not? Have you and I, hold on, have you and I ever had a quote unquote normal conversation? I mean, we did that one episode that was, like, in memory of where we had to be serious the entire thing, and that was awful. <laughs> well, yeah, but you and I know before that and after that, it was far from normal. Yeah, we don't need alcohol to be weirdos. <laughs> no, we do that naturally. Um, but, yeah, oh, so I'll go ahead and give you guys some exciting news uh, while we have it and while I'm thinking of it because, you know. Uh, ADHD and autism brain are real things around here. Um, so I heard back from Luca, who, if everyone remembers, he did the episode, The Perfectly Magical Professor McGonagall with us. And Luca will be joining us again. So I'm thrilled for that. I am too. He was a great guest. Yeah. You know, you two picked on me together, though. You two ganged up on me. Yeah. Why do you think I liked having him on? Is it I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't the only reason, but... I mean, is it too late for me to go back and tell him, hey, sorry, you can't be on the show? Yes. Dang it. Okay, that kind of stinks. Oh, wait, I forgot you have his email address, too. Never mind. Yep. You'd just be like, forget it. Don't listen to Michelle. Um, so, yeah, Luca will be back, and we're actually getting ready to kickstart a series of guests and that's kind of what this episode is kickstarting for us yeah so this episode in particular now that we're four minutes into this i'll introduce our topic uh in honor of september 1st coming up we are going to be talking about going back to hogwarts so the ways that they got to the school the sorting hat song each year just kind of doing an introduction reminding everyone about the whimsy that we feel every time that Harry settles down for another school year. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about the four houses of Hogwarts. Um, and 
going not too deep into details because that's what this is going to kick off each month. Uh, September, October, November, December, we're going to be talking one week about each house. So September, we're going to be talking Griffin tour. Then we're going to go to Hufflepuff then Ravenclaw then Slytherin. And we'll have a guest from each house. So, Even Gryffindor. I said Gryffindor. Well, but we'll have a guest for Gryffindor, even though Gryffindor uh, is Gryffindor. Yes, I'm, I'm, I know who I'm hoping the guest will be. Um, and I don't want to spoil that too soon. Um, you know, it actually helps if I email that certain person. But you know what's funny? We have a social media manager and I could utilize her. Yeah, have that... I- we've well she's been doing a lot of her own initiative she's been wonderful so i know we always plug our socials at the end but in case you guys missed it we are on uh instagram and facebook are our main two and our new media manager kelly has been killing it just posting regularly the graphics she's been making are beautiful and i don't know i feel a lot better i feel like it's been helping us grow to actually have consistent social media uh consistent social media posting there you go oh, did you hear though the music that she put with our leaky con preview episode no wait did you not realize there was music with that no get out your phone go on our instagram and then look i mean and it'll say music and just hit the music Which one of these has audio with it? It's the um, one with the two pictures of us and then you see the one of of Tom Felton. Oh. Mine does not have audio. You should have that little mic symbol down at the bottom or heads. You've got to be kidding me. This one? Yeah. She put music with it. Was it Facebook only? No. I'm looking at Instagram right now. Do you guys love the chaos that goes into this, by the way? <laughs> Wait a minute. Are, would, which account are you looking at it from? Uh, from my uh, cosplaying one. Okay, go into our account. I really hope you don't edit any of this. I would love people to hear how chaotic it is for you and me. Okay, why is it showing up when I'm logged into our account, but not when I'm logged into, like, it needs to be viewable from somebody else's account? It is. I can can view it from... Okay, I don't want to play any more than that, because I don't want to get stuck for copyright issues, but... That's it. That's all she puts. The, are you Taylor, ready for it? Taylor Swift, uh-huh. ready for it? Uh-huh. Credit yeah. to Taylor Swift. We don't own that song. Please don't come at us. <laughs> no, we do not. No. Um, but yeah. So, it, it, I think, you know, and here's the thing. I think I can see it under... Yeah, I have music when I go look at it from my account, too. So, ha, you're just the weird one. I mean, we knew that, but, you know. But this is what Kelly's been doing for us now that you guys are like, are they ever going to get on topic? So, yes. So, 
Kelly has been really killing it. And I probably should just be like, hey, Kelly, can you go email this person? Because I really want them on for the September episode. But, you know. <clears throat> Please and thank you. Yeah, I keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> anyway. So, now that we get to it further. Don't forget to rate, follow us, like, subscribe, whatever there is to do, wherever you're listening. That definitely helps us a lot, um, helps increase our ratings, which means that our platforms will show us to new listeners. So it just helps us out a lot. So thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. And also thank you to everyone on who's been listening through Apple. Um, I've been checking our statistics more on there, and we've gained a lot of followers on there. So thank you guys. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we ready to get into our main discussion? Yeah. All right. So let's first talk about the methods that Harry used to get back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so year one, uh, we have the Hogwarts Express, uh, which was Harry's, I, I would say... Uh, real true introduction into how far the magical world went. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, while he had gone shopping with Hagrid and all that, it's a whole different thing to then realize you're going to school for this. You're going to be taught everything. Um, well, and to see other kids your age who are also magical and also going on this journey with you. Right. Yes, so year one, uh, the Dursleys take him to King's Cross Station, drop him off, leave him. (laughs) Yeah, have fun, because there's no such thing as platform nine and three quarters. We're out. See ya. Um, And luckily, he does make it onto the platform. Yep. Finds the Weasleys. Yes. Um, And then, of course, you know, when he gets there, because he is a first year, uh, they do take the boat across um, which you will never think of that lake the same ever again. You're welcome. I dislike you for that. That, in case you're wondering on that, that's a reference back to our Goblet of Fire episode with Lucy, where there were uh, many bathroom jokes that were made. Normally, I'm not one for bathroom humor, but I was in a mood that day. So, <laughs> and now was... we know why the Forbidden Forest is forbidden. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Where do vanished objects go? That's the forbidden forest. We're not going to talk about what they're vanishing. Um, now it just goes into the lake. Okay, so that's pretty normal. Um, you know, nothing... I wouldn't say nothing too exciting happens. I mean, he does meet Ron, Hermione, uh, he, and all that. But there's nothing out of the ordinary that happens on that trip. Year can you two. Imagine, yeah. What? Can you imagine being on the train and there's just this 11-year-old kid who just accessed his parents' inheritance, everything they left him for the first time, who buys everything off of the trolley? <laughs> you know, they really should have thought more about how much money Harry was allowed to take out at one point. Yeah, you know, that would that would have been good. Um or how much he was allowed to spend. I mean, I, w- I would think that the trolley lady would be like, 
Uh, yeah, I'm not going to sell you all of this because I don't want the headmaster to kill me when you get there. Right, but at the same time, she's probably going, this poor kid looks like he needs all the sugar. Oh, that's fair. That's true. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, then we have year two. <laughs> um, and, and, and that. Um, Pete Gryffindor energy. <laughs> Let's take a flying car because we couldn't get across the platform. Thank you, Dobby. Um, and we're, I love your note in here. 12 year olds are idiots. Although to be fair, thinking about it, that's absolutely the sort of thing that you and I would do if we're like trying to get somewhere <laughs> and we can't, we're like, uh, what's our next method of transportation? Flying car that may or may not stay invisible. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> do either of us have a license to drive this thing? What could go wrong? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's worse. The fact that they did it or the fact that we would do it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then McGonagall's yeah. like, you have an owl. Why didn't you send your owl to somebody? Ron's parents were there. They would have come back through the barrier eventually. Why didn't you just wait and ask them for help? And they're both like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, not not only that, but the the car gets destroyed by the Whomping Willow. Yeah. I mean, this poor car gets beat up by a tree. But the car does gain sentience and the ability to live its best life out in the forest on its own. <laughs> Which is very terrifying when you consider that the only reason that Cart could do that is because of Arthur Weasley. So what was he capable of? Yeah. Um, what kind of, literally what kind of witchcraft goes into giving a muggle made object sentience? You know, I, look, I'll be honest. I, at first, when Snape wanted them expelled for that little incident, I was like, you know what? That That's really cruel of him. How could he do that? And then I kind of realized where he was coming from on that. Well, it's not like they... Clearly, they did not see the tree and go, you know what I think we should do instead of landing on the grass in a safe <laughs> manner? I think we should run straight into that tree. No, no, no. I think he wanted, he wanted them expelled for using a flying car and almost... Ex- exposing the entire wizarding world to muggles and you know i mean he just wanted them expelled molly weasley terrified me more on that than snape did yeah although book snape was much scarier at that scene than he was in the movie because isn't that the one where they're like where do you think Snape's gone? Maybe he's retired. Maybe he's this. Maybe he died. And then Snape behind them is like, or maybe he's standing right behind you. Behind you. Yes. (laughs) However, I think in that scene though, book or movie, I would rather have dealt with Snape than Molly Weasley. She terrifies me. Mm -hmm. Because she's not the type to raise her voice. So when she does, and she sends that howler to Ron... Poor Ron. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
all again, I'm more afraid of her than I am Snape. Which is fair. <laughs> I mean, it, it, not only is Molly usually just a very mild woman, she's also a redhead. Yeah. And you of all people know that uh, angering are redheads. Bad. Yeah, because when we do get mad, it's not usually a pretty picture. You know, and sometimes we walk into walk-in coolers at work and scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back on topic. Um, so yeah, Molly terrified me with me with that. So then we have year three. <laughs> Where Harry blows up his aunt in midsummer. <clears throat> and honestly, fair. There's <laughs> I understand the sentiment of wanting to do that to one of your extended family members. That's all that I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Or not so extended family members. (laughs) I mean, that is true, but particularly extended family members. Yes. Yes. Um, There have been times. (laughs) You're not kidding. Um, So, yeah. So... You know, his first thought is, I am in trouble. I have to leave the house. He gets the night bus. That's also the year that Sirius Black is uh, on the loose. Um, Hanging out in the bushes. Oh, sorry. Did I scare you? Right? Right? Um, So, you know, he does go. He does find out he's not in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it always amazes me. You're not supposed to use magic outside of school. Oh, you're not in trouble. If everyone got in trouble for blowing up their aunt. Um, you mean this is a normal thing that happens with kids? Well, and it's so funny because the switch between year three and year five where, like, year three, like, Harry is very much so still in favor with the ministry. They all think he's the chosen one. He's brilliant. He's whatever. And so they're like, yeah, whatever. It's totally fine. We don't send people to Azkaban for blowing up their ants. And then literally when he's in year five, has to use defensive magic to literally save him and his cousin from, like, a fate worse than death is what it's called. They put him on a full trial. They want to expel him from school. They want to do this. They want to do that. Like, total 180. Oh, yeah, completely. But, you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. So, um, he ends up staying at the Leaky Cauldron for a couple of weeks. Um, he enjoys his summer. And then he takes the Hogwarts Express. And that's that. Just kind of normal beginning to a not normal year. Yeah. Was there ever a normal year while Harry was there? Well, no. But this was this was even weirder. I mean, you know, you've you've got a werewolf for a teacher. Uh, your godfather is not in jail, and he's an animagus. Um. Your best, 
friend has a time turner. Um, you see yourself cast a spell, but you don't know that it's you casting the spell, but you think it's someone else who's casting the spell, but it's really you watching yourself cast a spell. Have you seen that meme that's like, I wonder what's going on at Hogwarts these days? And somebody's like, probably education since Harry doesn't go there anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, honestly, accurate. This is true. However, you know, Harry's kids would be there. Well, now they would be. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting so- into the whole cursed child debate oh no 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 we're not talking cursed child we're just talking you know harry's kids along with george's kids along with bill and fleurs along with hermione and ron's yeah and the white ferret don't forget the white ferret (laughs) you know I, I really, you know, someone got at, at Leaky's Con, someone gave M. Wallbank a white ferret with a Slytherin scarf. I really want to do that to Tom Felton. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, but I can't do it if he's there next year because you won't be there. Yeah. You'll just have to find another emotional support buddy. Y- yeah. But it wouldn't be the same giving him the white ferret without you standing there. That's true. And it's not like you can record it. Exactly. So I'd really have to. (laughs) Or I could get a selfie with him and him holding a white ferret. As you do. (laughs) He'd be like, you are never allowed in my line again. Dang. Mm -hmm. Two years in a row. No, sorry. Oops. Um, yeah. So, can you imagine the chaos that goes on with those kids? It's, it's got to be pure chaos. Mm-hmm. And it's finally when McGonagall retires. And I can't say I blame her. Yep. Um, so year four. Let's talk about year four. Um you want to cover that one? Yeah. So that's they start off with the Quidditch World Cup in the summer, and then um, is it the borough that they were staying at? And then they take the special ministry cars to King's Cross. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you know Molly's like, "Wow, this is so fancy! I could extra room in the back." No, Arthur just put a secret enlargement charm on it. Uh huh. Yeah. Because of course he did, because it's Arthur Weasley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing can be normal around that man. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if he actually did get a rubber duck, what he would do with it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with a rubber duck. Arthur would probably make it fly. I'm very terrified by that. So year five, we finally get a normal ride to school. 
Except Ron and Hermione aren't with Harry because they're prefects, so... Poor Harry. Maybe that's why it was normal. No? Oh, that, you know, that's a valid point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still normal in the sense of there was, you know, no special ministry cars. There wasn't having to escape your house. There wasn't flying cars. There wasn't being dumped at this uh, train station. There was seeing the Thestrals for the first time. Yes, there were seeing the Thestrals. Um, And then Luna being like, don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Like, I'm sure that is greatly reassuring to Harry and this (laughs) Luna. Good job. (laughs) She's got a good heart. Yeah, yeah. Her heart is in the right place. Even if her brain is not. Um... But, I mean, there's really nothing that goes on out of the ordinary. Yeah. Nothing could... You know oh, you know what we didn't cover? Because no. we're absolutely insane. Year three. When he's on the train. Oh, the, the Dementors. Dementors. Yes. Yes. I can't believe yeah. I forgot that, especially after having been to Universal Studios. Yeah. So that's another thing. Year three, the Dementors, and they, they're they in the same car with Professor Lupin. I wonder who that is. Professor R.J. Lupin. Do you know everything? How is it that you know everything? It's on his suitcase, Ronald. <laughs> yeah, I say this every episode we record. But I want someone to go whisper in Hermione's ear and in Ron's ear, by the way, you're marrying that person. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck goes to Hermione. (laughs) To Ron, it's like, how did you land that? Yep. And Hermione, I'm sorry and good luck. Mm -hmm. But so... Year six. <laughs> um, yeah, so the year progresses fairly normally until Harry, being a snoop, decides to go spy on Draco. And direct quote from before we recorded, ends up looking like a bloody mess. Literally. Um... Yeah. I I don't understand Harry's obsession with Draco in year six. I mean, the entire time that they're at Hogwarts together, but especially in year six. And, like, he does end up being right that Draco was up to something, but, like, chill, dude. If he had been obs- as obsessed with Jenny as he had been with Draco... Are you talking about Chamber of Secrets or dating-wise? I'm just talking if his obsession had been even near. Yeah. Everything would have been fine between those two. Yep. You know, I'm surprised Jenny didn't look at him at one point and go, are you trying to cheat on me with Draco as much as you talk about him? And I mean, 
And there is a slight difference, too, between the book and the movie with year six. Because mm-hmm. in the movie, it's Luna who comes, finds Harry with her specs, and then they're all able to just get out on the platform, and he arrives, like, on time with everybody. In the book, he's draped under the invisibility cloak and left there, and then Tonks comes and finds him, and he has to... I don't even remember how they get back, but she, like, sends the Patronus that Harry doesn't recognize, and he arrives late and covered in blood. I just, I have no words for Harry there. It's your own fault, dude. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, maybe Draco didn't need to stomp on your face. That's a pretty, like, violent and personal method of attacking somebody but like it's also draco yeah i expect nothing less can i say something completely off topic sure have you started like it's very hard for me to look at draco the same now See, I because- just finished listening to Tom's audiobook, and that definitely affected the way that I see Draco. And I've read the book, so... Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's... Tom Felton did such a great job at such a young age playing a slime ball. Yeah. To the point I actually thought Tom was like that. Yeah. And as he says in his book, he was a little bit like that, but not nearly as bad as Draco. But you know what? I think we're also our own worst critics. True. You know, um, and, you know, for those who didn't know, and I don't know how you wouldn't have known this, Emma Watson had the hugest crush on him. I don't think she would have had that big of a crush on him if he had been that much of a slime ball. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's amazing because, you know, sometimes you hear about, oh, that person was cast perfectly for that role because they act just like that. And it's not like that with Tom. He's like the biggest sweetheart. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was super, super nice. Well, even when he was doing his, uh, panel with Melissa, he was just so nice and you could tell he was just kind of bashful, kind of shy. He blushed quite a few times. Yeah, and he was just there because he loves interacting with the fans. Like, you could tell that that was his motive behind being there. It wasn't... Right. You know, it wasn't like some celebrities where you're like, okay, you're only here because they're paying you. Like, Yeah, he really did. So it, it's very odd to look at Draco. I, I can't... Yeah. It's going to be interesting the next time I do a rewatch. My mm-hmm. thoughts on Draco. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. I'm so. still convinced he was a werewolf. <sighs> Why don't you message Tom and ask? Okay. Okay. Right. For my full uh, Draco was a werewolf theory, I think it was episode nine in our favorite headcanons. Yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a very compelling argument. 
nobody's going to change my mind on that. What if Tom changed your mind? He can talk about movie Draco, but I still think it's a more valid argument for book Draco to have been. Okay, okay. I, I get it. And I'm not, I'm, we're not going to go into it because I want people to go back and listen to it. I don't want people to go, oh, so what, no, no. If you want to hear Retta's theory, you have to go listen to it. Episode nine. Yep. All right. So let's get into the introduction uh, to the four houses. Yeah. All right. So do you want me to do the sorting hat song? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to sing it because... <laughs> well, let's... Shut up. No one wants to... <laughs> I want to hear it, Michelle. Fine, I'll sing it for you later. <laughs> Give the and people I, what I... they want. <laughs> no, you are a person, not people. <laughs> I'm sure other people agree with me. I'm sure if I asked Preston, he would say he wanted you to to sing it. No, Preston has heard me sing. <laughs> Preston would be like, no, please put duct tape over her mouth now. <laughs> and he'd probably hand you the duct tape. Well, that I would use, but not because of your singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Retta. You can't do anything to me. We're in separate states now. You know, I really hope in two years, LeakyCon is not the same time as Denver Fan Expo, because I'm so going to pay you back. Yeah, you're not going to remember will... this exact conversation two years from now. Um, I'm not. <laughs> See, I am making a note in my phone about this. Must pay... Retta back for comment. It's not how you spell comment. About duct tape. Done. You're not going to have any idea what you're referring to with that. If you even remember that you have the note. There will be retribution. I will not let this pass. You think this year was bad with the Snape photos everywhere? You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go into the Sorting Hat song. Do you want me to do the whole thing or just where it talks about the houses? Uh, maybe just the thing with the houses. And this is from year one, right? Yes. Um... You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just loyal, uh, just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. So, definitely year one was, uh, give it a nice little, yeah, nice little 
uh, introduction. Uh, year five <clears throat> is where we really, we, we find a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, year five. Um, and this is just an excerpt here. Uh, said Slytherin will teach those whose will teach just those whose ancestry is purest. Said Ravenclaw will teach those whose uh, intelligence is surest. Said Gryffindor will teach all those with brave deeds to their name. Said Hufflepuff, I'll teach the lot and treat them just the same. So it's a little bit more of a description there on, on the houses. Yep. So. And it's interesting to me how, like, your Hogwarts house defines a lot of, like, for a lot of Harry Potter fans, your Hogwarts house defines a lot of how you see yourself as a person, I think. And it's, like, it's to the point where it's, like, the equivalent of, like, your Zodiac sign or something like that. Right. Because it weighs so heavily and you can tell a lot about a person based off of their Hogwarts house. Yeah, and then, you know, we get into what someone's primary or secondary house is. Oh, we should do an episode about that. Yeah, we should. Um, Maybe do that after we review all four houses. I think that's a good idea. And for anyone who doesn't know, your primary house is why you do things. Your secondary house is how you do things. So it really adds a more complex view to everything. So like, for example, Red and I, our primary house is Gryffindor. Okay. So what does that mean for us? It means bravery, helping others and chivalry. And that is why we do things. Like a sense of morality and justice is really important. To both of us, and I think to a lot of Gryffindors. Yes. And it might um, not even be, like, legality as much as it is the morals that we hold for what is right and wrong. Well, like, and I just had this conversation, actually, with my husband. Um, my biggest pet peeve, and this is, hands down, the one thing I cannot stand, is don't say I did something I didn't do or don't say I said something I didn't say that integrity, mm-hmm. which I think is, is a key part of Gryffindor. I would agree. Um, but I'm like that with everyone else. Like if someone said, Oh, Retta said this and I happen to be standing right there and I know that's not what you said. I'm going to fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. Gryffindors that's are almost of- always ready to fight. Yeah, we are. Canon will bite. <laughs> We're not afraid. In my um, case, Canon will bite Michelle. Yep. Bite me. Um, Is that a challenge? No, because I'm afraid you'll leave teeth marks in my arm or something. <laughs> Feel like, dude, now I got teeth mark scars. Thanks, Retta. Chomp, chomp. Um, okay. I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> oh my. <clears throat> but no, it, it's very much that 
that falls really under the chivalry too and, and a sense of justice. Yep. And Slytherin house, which is how we do things. And this is what I hate. It doesn't always have to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, now it does talk about heritage being part of the Slytherin thing. I don't think that really falls when you're talking about those of us, you know, not in the not books, talking about us identifying our, our houses. Ambition, cunningness, and resourcefulness. And those are not bad traits. No, not at all. Those can be very good things. Well, and an interesting thing to me is, like, how many people the line between Slytherin and Hufflepuff is very thin. And I know a lot of people that really could go either way between Mm -hmm. those two. And I think it's because once you earn a Slytherin's loyalty, they will be like that Hufflepuff to you that's, you know, very loyal and will do anything for you. But Mm -hmm. again, that's, that's where we get into the how and the why of your primary versus secondary houses. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I would love, and you know what, let's, let's do a poll on that. You know, um, or, or a Q and a, what is your primary and what is your secondary house? Yeah, that's a good one. I, yeah. I'd love to hear from everyone. Um, and, and see what you say. Um, I have never questioned, sorry, I shouldn't say that. That would be a lie. I honestly thought that I was going to be a Slytherin before I took the test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say I was okay with it. I had resigned myself to it. It was, it was, I'm going to be Slytherin. Okay, here we go. And then I got Gryffindor and I'm like, but I'm sorry, what? Huh? How did, how did this one happen? Mm-hmm. Now, before you took the test, would you have put yourself in Gryffindor? So, interesting fact about me, I actually took the test before I read the books or watched any of the movies. So, without okay. knowing anything about them, and this was also when I was in my uh, obsessed with Divergent stage as a teenager. Oh, I wish I could go back and smack myself for liking those books. Um, anyway... <laughs> I was very much so in the whole, like, I'm dauntless. That's part of my identity. Like, so when I got Gryffindor, it did not surprise me because I was like, oh, is is Gryffindor kind of like dauntless? And people are like, yeah, they're pretty similar. So that didn't surprise me. And then I just always knew that going into it. But then various tests that I've taken across the years, I think I've taken the Pottermore one three times and only got Gryffindor once. I also got... Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I yeah, which neither of those is a good fit for me. So, I don't know, it's just interesting. Well, you technically you've gotten Gryffindor twice because we did take it as the common room us answering together. Oh, that's true. But I think I'm going to stick with Gryffindor for you because if you took that without knowing you know anything about it and that's what you got, then yeah yeah that's kind of where i landed on that yeah that and like 
I don't know, as a kid, I was absolutely Hermione, always the one that, like, hand raised right in the air every time the teacher asked a question and always down for adventure stuff and, like, a little too fearless for most social situations. And <laughs> I can see that. I can mm-hmm. see that. But, you know, let's, so let's talk a little bit then about, you know, we covered Hufflepuffs. They're hard workers. They're patient. They're loyal. Um, and this is where I see them kind of mixing with the Gryffindor a little bit is their sense of fair play and their sense of justice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think to me, and I, I could be wrong. And, you know, if you're a Ravenclaw and you want to disagree with us, please, you know, tell me. Because um, I will take a Ravenclaw's word over it, over anything. I don't see... Ravenclaws being as loyal as Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin. I think I would agree with that. I think loyalty in different forms is a kind of a key element for the other three houses, and its expression and motivation for that loyalty can be very, very different from a Gryffindor to a Hufflepuff to a Slytherin, but it definitely is a key trait of all three of those houses, just in the different ways. Um, and that's not to say that Ravenclaws can't be loyal. I mean, let's look at Luna and her dedication to her friends. You know, her being willing to go to the Ministry of Magic and drawing their pictures up on her ceiling and stuff. But it's not a key Ravenclaw trait, like you said. Right, but again, you know, if we're talking Luna, I'm going to say that her primary house is going to be Ravenclaw. Her secondary would be Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. That's just how I view her. Um, She just doesn't have that. I don't know. She doesn't quite fit in Hufflepuff. She's definitely smart enough um, to be a Ravenclaw. Well, and just her natural curiosity because i think people tend to over stereotype ravenclaws and they're like oh well if you're smart then you're a ravenclaw and it's like they're smart people in all four houses hermione and draco are proof of that they were always the top two in their year neither of them was a ravenclaw right it it's that curiosity and that wit and intellectual like what's interesting what can i what internet rabbit hole can i fall down today Yes. Yes. Um, you know, interesting enough, you know, uh, Professor Curl was a Ravenclaw. So. Wasn't Lockhart also a Ravenclaw? (laughs) Yeah, but he wasn't Death Eater. True. Or tied to Voldemort. He was just a moron. Um, yeah, I, I really can't say anything nice about him on that. I, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's a reason you can't find anything nice to say about him. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're, like we said at the beginning, we are going to have a guest from each house Join us to discuss their house. Um, 
and there'll be those episodes will be released the first week of each month for September, October, November, and December. Um, again, we're not sharing our guests just yet. We haven't nailed um, all of them down with a few. Yeah. A few we have. Um, but you know, I don't want to give anything away. Nope. So, um, it'll be an awesome and- surprise when it does hit though. Yes. Yes, it will. You know, I'm very interested to see, you know, how they view the other houses too. Mm -hmm. Because that's always a neat perspective, not just how you view your house, but how you see the others. Mm -hmm. I want to see how Ravenclaws view us. Well, which house is, yeah, Ravenclaws are probably going to have the least, uh, tolerance for our nonsense but also lucy's like our biggest fan and she's a ravenclaw so well yeah this is true <laughs> true um so it... lucy's also one of those i think her secondary is hufflepuff i could see that lucy let us know Yeah, she's just such a sweet, kind, gentle person that I just say, nope, her secondary's got to be Hufflepuff. See, I could see her going Slytherin for her secondary, and not, like, in a bad way, but because she's so, like, determined and talented and, like, all of the work that she has put into her podcast and guesting on Addie's podcast and doing all the stuff with the BCU and her school plays. But that could also be Ravenclaw. True. I think I have a theory that there's a lot of shared values between uh, Ravenclaw and Slytherin and then between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. And Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah. It's it's not like a, a as much of a clear cut for little boxes, check which one you belong in as some people make it out to be. Well, you know, it's, it's like every time I work with Montana now, it's Michelle, keep your Slytherin inside. No, (laughs) some days are easier than others. I want to tell these people exactly what I think of them. (laughs) Can we have a restaurant purge day where we just do that? Tell me you're not on board for that. I just want people to do their jobs. <laughs> Literally, that's all I want. I just. <sighs> but can you it's imagine? In job description, just do it. Or how about a restaurant porch day where we get to tell the guests what we think? <laughs> no, note to our listeners. <laughs> When you see that a restaurant is busy <laughs> and the host leads you to a table, please just just sit at the table. Please don't make their lives more difficult. Um, also, nobody wants to listen to you rant about your political views, whether or not they agree with you. I, I don't care what you think about political issues. I Now, if you want to talk politics of Harry Potter or Star Wars... 
I will happily listen to that all day. Like, that I could talk about all day. Let's talk about the politics of Andor and Luthen's soliloquy there. And, you know, let's talk about why Fudge was an incompetent moron. But I, I don't care your opinion on current political matters. Yes. Yes. It is also not cute when you go up to the host stand and they say how many and you go, oh, it's 50 of us. It's not cute. It's not. And it's not funny. You think that it is. It's not. But you know know what I find ironic about that, though? If you came in to my Longhorn and said that, I'd laugh at you. I think I would have a heart attack. I think my heart would like actually like just. If I came up to you and I was like, hey, Retta, 20 of us. You'd just be like, Michelle, shut up. How many is it really? Yeah. Well, depending on what day it is, because we did have an 18 top that came in last Monday and Mondays are fine because we can combine tables on Mondays and like weekdays for lunch. Not too bad. It's not not the end of the world. Now, if you come in on a Friday night at six. Or a Saturday at six, any any weekend day really, during a busy time. I'm just gonna be like, great, we're not gonna be able to see you all together. You're gonna be spread out. That's gonna have to be okay. <laughs> yeah. See, we need a restaurant purge day so you and I can let our Slytherin show for a day. <sighs> I have gotten to witness. Retta's Slytherin showing. Let me tell you how much fun that is, folks. I just have strong opinions about things. You don't say. I'm curious to know which incident you're referring to, though. (laughs) Was that the uh, sending a uh, dragon dung fertilizer sample to somebody? (laughs) Yes! Yeah, that that was the thing. I kind of still want to do that, though, to be honest. That or the ambition part of running to an elevator. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was fun. Just so I can later have a heart attack and start crying. That was fun. Me crying was fun? We were both freaking out. I then freaked out for a different reason. True. For those of you who don't know, maybe you didn't listen to the LeakyCon episode. Maybe, you know, you're like, hey, I don't do conventions. I didn't listen to it. I don't want to listen to it. Um, (laughs) um, We we had a very surreal moment. And all of you who know that Sirius Black is my favorite character, I I would like you to all realize that I am a complete idiot. I am a moron. Retta and I were in the elevator with Rowan, who played uh, young Sirius Black, and I didn't realize it was him until we got out of the until he we were out of the elevator. This is why I'm not in Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. You're agreeing that's why I'm not in Ravenclaw? There are a number of reasons that you're not in Ravenclaw. 
Oh, okay. Your Slytherin is showing. I, to be fair, I share many of those reasons, and those are mutual reasons why neither of us is in Ravenclaw. Yeah, that the fact I will that freely admit. The fact that we're not organized. I I want so badly to be organized. I I love it when things are organized. I love it when I actually have the motivation to go through and organize something and get it all neat and clean and tidy. Unfortunately, my brain does not... It No. Yeah. And th- you know what? That'll be an interesting topic when we talk to, to the people from the other houses. Not only why do you fit into your house, why could you not fit into the others? Because mm. mm-hmm. I, I would love to know... You know, because like I said earlier, when we were talking about, you know, Tom Felton there, we're our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. So what makes us think that we don't belong? Because I personally, there are certain things you do where I'm just like, okay, she could be a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to see it. And there are moments I've had people ask me. Are you sure you're not a Ravenclaw? And I'm like, good, tr- no, trust me. Um, so it, it's very interesting to see how we see ourselves and why we don't fit into this. I know why I'm not in Hufflepuff. I'm not nice enough. Um, <laughs> everyone, Loretta is biting her tongue. There's about to be a trickle of blood coming from the side of her mouth as she says this. Or do, it does that? I'm, I'm <clears throat> just going to just... Just going to agree with you on that one. Wow. So I am taking applications for new best friends and for co-host of the Gryffindor Common Room Yeah, podcast. you keep saying that, Lemio, when you get an application. <laughs> no one wants to deal with me besides you. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> feeling very sassy i need to not work seven days in a row ever again because your slytherin shows just a bit just a tad bit just just a bit it's fine yeah uh-huh but no in seriousness hufflepuffs tend to be the nicest people i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. and okay my 18 year old is a hufflepuff her secondary house, though, is Slytherin. I tell you what. <laughs> I can that hear child. her giggling in the background. <laughs> yes, you can. That <laughs> child, let me tell you, she can be a Slytherin through and through. But she's so nice that when, when people don't like her and you ask them, well, what don't you like about her? She's too nice. That is the stupidest reason not to like somebody. Can we just acknowledge that? Like, what does that even mean? Just because you don't know how to be nice to people without being fake doesn't mean that there aren't people in the world who are genuinely nice. Exactly. Sorry, my slither is showing again. I have very strong feelings about this. (laughs) Um, so welcome to the Slytherin Common Room Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Apparently, good grief. <laughs> yeah, we should, mm, nope, I'll save that for an April 1st 
Oh, boy. Yeah. What? I'm not thinking anything Slytherin-esque, I promise. <laughs> okay, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So, um, I think we covered everything, didn't we? I think so. All right. You ready for the Quizzler? I need to think of a question for that. <laughs> and this is why you're not a Ravenclaw, because I came prepared. You always come prepared. <laughs> this is true. Okay, I thought of a question. And in that short little burst of music, you thought of a question. Yeah. You terrify me. (laughs) All right. I get to go first this time. Okay. Okay. My question to you. If you were magically put in Harry's body and you had to relive one of those moments of his mode to transportation, except for year five where he had a normal ride to school which one would you recreate which one would you want to experience probably the hogwarts express like year well one. which year year one. one yeah being dumped at the train station and not knowing how to get on yeah i've i've lived through that same scenario multiple times that's that's nothing that that's me trying to find places with my gps um <clears throat> Yeah, there was one convention I was trying to go to with my costuming club a couple months ago, and I had put the address in my uh, calendar when I put the event in. Well, when I clicked on that, it just wanted to take me, whatever the name of the street was, it took me to, like, that street, but middle of absolute nowhere. And I had limited service, no idea where I was, and it's, like, literally, there's just farmland everywhere around me and it's like you've arrived and i'm like i have not arrived um yeah and then i realized like oh it's because it missed you know like the actual street address here so let me put that in okay now i have another 20 minutes to drive cool (laughs) yep not even so yeah okay for me Mm mm-hmm I'd pick the flying car. Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) I would. That would be so much fun. It would. It would. But see, I'm the idiot that would sit there and be like, ooh, I wonder how high I can get this. And I'd pull up next to an airplane. Yes, I know. Because you and I would be in there doing that together. And I'd be like, oh, I bet you can get it a little higher. (laughs) really terrifies me that our brains are so similar. Mm-hmm. Neurodivergency, baby. <laughs> mm, yes. If anyone has found our missing brain cells, brain, brain cells, <laughs> see what I mean? Our missing brain cell, um, we think we left it in Chicago, so if it ended up in anyone's luggage, if you could just forward it on. Somebody stole it when they stole Bartholomew. Oh, and I am bitter about this because I know for a fact somebody found my little dragon and kept it because they didn't turn it into the hotel. They didn't turn it into leaky staff. 
well, you know, it, it, they're, they're still searching for it. If the person has not turned it in at this point, they're not going to turn it in. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe Bartholomew has her brain cell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it ran away with Bartholomew. Somebody stole it. We're not getting it back. Uh, look, it was intermittent at best to begin with. <laughs> this is true. I mean, this episode's been all over the place. This is what happens when we don't have a brain cell. Yep. And we don't record for two weeks. Yep. Has it been that long? Yes, because Leaky Con's been two weeks now. Wow. Two weeks ago today, we were... Re-recorded, and this won't come out until three weeks after we recorded. We're recording early this week. I know. Ooh, maybe the brain cell is back. I just have issues with overcommitting to things. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. Um, Okay, so what's your question for me? Now that we've totally gotten off topic. Okay, if you could choose any cosplay... For the next leaky con and like unlimited budget, you could either make it or commission somebody else to do it. Which one would you choose? And would you do like a character or would you do one of the creative like Harry's birthday cake or Hermione's beaded bag? Ooh. That's a tough one because I have two that I really want to do. Well, there's three days, so you can choose up to three. I want to do Tonks. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. But I'd also have to cut my hair for that. And I don't know if I'm ready for a haircut yet. Wig? I'd still have to cut my hair. Can you imagine me putting my curly mess up under a wig? You would need a lot of hair gel. Yeah, I don't think there's enough for that. Um, either that or Bellatrix. Mm. And Bellatrix only because I love her costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is very detailed and very good. It is very, very fun. And, you know, just to be able to walk around and be evil would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to cosplay Snape? That's what Abby is for. Oh, that's true. Well, why have one Snape when you can have two? I'm not saying because that. I, that's, your, that's your inner voice talking. Because I can't marry myself. It'd be very awkward wedding ceremony. <laughs> you knew this was coming. Why do you roll your eyes and act surprised? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Okay. Then what's the problem? It's just that continual, just, it's just same level of emotion toward that. Plus, I have Abby to be Snape. (gasps) Ooh. Ooh. I could be, like, 
a Snape fan and just spend the entire day chasing Abby around. <laughs> and Abby trying Snape to hide fan, like, president of the Snape fan club t-shirt and like have a bunch yes. of like like have a Polaroid camera where you're just like following Abby around like mm-hmm. I need to talk to Abby about this for next year. Yep, yep. Your Snape earrings that you're wearing right now, your Snape plushies. Yes. Get you a Snape backpack. Yes! Yes! This is brilliant. You are amazing. You are fantastic. You are brilliant. By the way, I did... Yes, so I wore my Snape earrings to work today. Because, you know, of course I did. I wear Harry Potter earrings to work. So do I. Um. So... I think a lot of people... You know, you, you've heard me talk about my job. One of my job codes is called service professional. And what this means is that if we're short, a manager for whatever reason, vacation, scheduling, whatever, um, I fill in as like their assistant. Well, and being their assistant, sometimes, uh, you know, I have to be up at the host stand, um, as the hostesses are off doing their other job, I have to, you know, stand up front and say hello to people, say goodbye to people. And I'm getting ready to greet some people that came into the restaurant. And this girl goes to leave and she goes, oh my gosh, I love your earrings. I was like, oh, my Snape earrings? She's like, yes, I love Snape. <laughs> but still, just to, for someone to realize what they were, because I've had people go, what are those earrings? And she knew right off the bat it was Snape. I was like, oh my gosh. That happened to me a couple weeks ago when I wore my uh, Starboard earrings from Star Wars. And I had a couple of guests that I sat down recognize them. And I was like, you know Star Wars Rebels? It was great. (laughs) Yes, I love that. That's always like the greatest thing. So I'm going to have to do that. I need to talk to Abby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be a great cosplay. And I bet if you post it in the unofficial LeakyCon chat, you could get a bunch of people to do it with you. This is true. Well, maybe. I don't know. That's, that's you know, some people would be like, I hate Snape. So, you know, you're allowed to hate him. I understand the feeling, but you don't have I to. you didn't crap- hate him anymore. Anymore, but I previously did, and you're allowed to have your own opinions on the character, but that doesn't mean you have to rain on everybody else's parade. Who does like him? This is, mm, yes, especially when you, you know what, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to let my Slytherin shine on that moment. Um, You knew where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Tonks, Bellatrix, and president of the Snape fan club texting Abby. I'm okay. actually getting... Hold on. I'm texting Abby. I have a brilliant idea for cosplay next year thanks to Retta. <laughs> that was quite the laugh. <laughs> Abby's gonna be like, and I'm never speaking to Michelle again. Too bad Abby is sharing a hotel room with me and stuck in the room with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you, Abby. Wow. Wow. 
I'm just saying, you know what happened in our hotel room. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. The people can speculate as much as they want. Like, as long as Abby doesn't try to open a window on the 26th floor. If they didn't want me to try it, they shouldn't have put a sign that says, don't open the window. You know, I actually have had a dream that you did that and the whole window pane went crashing to the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, you've, you've got to go watch our Instagram video on that. It just... We're hilarious. <laughs> we think we are, at least. Hey. It's always great when a video starts out with us laughing. Hey, if M. Wallbank says that we're funny, we're funny. <laughs> did she actually say we're funny? I thought you said she did. Or, we're, no, we're hilarious. Hilarious, funny, similar things. Unless she was being sarcastic. Don't take this from me, okay? <laughs> Give me my one moment of feeling like I'm funny. Oh no, she said we were brilliant. Okay. Dang it. All right. So if you had to pick three characters to cosplay, who would you do? Um, I think my first one, I would do like a Gryffindor Jedi, like do a crossover. Cause that's, okay. that's a costume I've been wanting to do for a while, but that's one of like 30 costumes I want to do right now. Um, and then I think I would do Ginny, but with, like an actually good wig and not a bad hair dye job that I do myself the night before or a terrible $12 <laughs> wig off of Amazon because I've done both of those options. Neither was great. And then I think probably Luna, to be honest. Okay. I could see you do Luna. Because I do actually relate a lot to Luna. Like the older that I get and like realizing that i'm neurodivergent i was like oh actually, i actually have a lot more in common with luna than i realized mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can see that part of me would also want to to cosplay as hermione oh that would be fun um like i still have my idea that i wanted to do where i make it look like i'm holding a lot of textbooks but they're like cereal boxes and stuff, you know, glued together. So it's not actually heavy. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I'm very nervous about trying to pull that off. And I, I realize for everyone out there, you know, I know everyone's going to go, oh, what's the big deal? It, my weight is an issue for me for doing that. And I know no one would care, especially at LeakyCon. But it's still that thought. Well, part of cosplay is it being allowed to be an escape. And if you're feeling self-conscious about the way that you look the entire time, it kind of takes away from the enjoyment of cosplay. Yeah, that that is. Yeah. So the other one right. I would think about mm -hmm. would be doing like a Mandalorian costume that was a crossover Ooh. with Harry Potter. Because that would just be super fun. And also, I just love making Mandalorian armor. But that's like such a mandalorian armor is a huge project so that's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> yeah i can't can't see you doing that Alrighty, we ready for our last part here 
I think so. All right, so no voicemails this week. We're recording early, so if you sent one in, uh, we, yeah, we probably did get it. We just recorded early this week, so that's why we're not saying it now. Yeah, yeah, so. So, as I've mentioned, my costuming group in the past, um, we do a lot of charity work, and so something that we're doing coming up in September on the 17th is the JDRF One Walk, um, and I've decided to actually walk that uh, in my kit, so I'm doing fundraising for that, so if any of you feel so inclined, like, I feel so weird asking for this, because... Yeah, there's zero pressure at all, um, but if any of you feel so inclined, the link is going to be in our link tree for that through the date that that's happening. So that's through September 17th, um, and that's just raising funds for JDRF, which is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, um, going toward researching a cure for type 1 diabetes. Yeah, so yeah, please, you know... Even if you can't donate, if you know someone who would be willing to, pass them the information. <clears throat> you know, this is not uh, something we ask a lot for, but, you know, it, I fully believe that it is possible for them to find a cure for type 1 di- diabetes. Um, mm. And... They need to research it more. And, you know, if they do that, if they can do that, then they can find out more about the other um, issues out there with diabetes too. We're talking type two as well. And, you know, because it doesn't just stop at one. When you discover a cure for one thing, you suddenly maybe might not find a cure for the others, but you find better treatments. Yep. So, but it's got to start somewhere and type one diabetes is the place to do it because that is the one that needs the most attention. Yeah. So if you feel so inclined, I would be forever grateful. And like I said, the link for that will be in our link tree, uh, which is always Mm -hmm. in our show notes and on our social media and all that. Yeah. So, all right. We do have some comments from Anchor, um, and one of them, we need to issue an apology here. Uh, We had a comment from one of our uh, listeners named Siobhan, and Siobhan, uh, we are sorry. We did not see your comment. Um, Siobhan had responded to... Who do you think the best Defense Against the Dark Arts professor was? And Siobhan says, Professor Lupin all the way. Unfortunately, uh, it has now, we just now saw that, not uh, between recordings. And while we do love Spotify for podcasters, there was not always a way for us to see We'd, we'd get notifications, hey, you have a response. But we would not always see um, 
which episode it was on. Right. It doesn't tell us that, which is helpful. Now it's... <laughs> Well, now it does. It, it it has like a dot next to the episodes. If you log on from your computer. No. Um, I they updated that. Yes. Unfortunately, that is new. And that is how I discovered Siobhan's comment. Oh. Um, Because it said we had a response that we had not pinned. And I'm, I went, wait a minute, what? I only remember the one from Moontail, the one that was in German. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, Siobhan, we apologize. We were not ignoring you. If you're still a loyal listener, we're so sorry that we did not see that. And we both do feel very bad about that. We do. We're really sorry. It was not intentional. <laughs> no. And in fact, when I, when I saw it, I actually then pulled up the comment on my phone, screenshotted it, sent it to Retta, and was like, look at what we missed. I feel horrible. And, and Retta felt horrible, too, so. All right. So then we've got some more comments here. Um, one of our questions was, now, did we read the episode, uh, the, what would you do with the 24 hours of Felix Felicis? I don't think we did. Okay. You want, you want to hit on Addie's and I'll hit on, uh, Lucy's? Uh, we'll pull it up and then yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yes, Addie's first response on episode number 32, Plethora of Potions. The question was, what would you do with 24 hours of Felix Felicis? And Addie said, run into my favorite actors and actresses, because that's what you do when you're a nerd and lucky. Mood. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, You don't get into an elevator with one of them and then start crying afterwards. Yeah. idiots uh lucy responded and said i'd either take it before performance the first day of school or before my final allergy desensitization challenge because man i would like man would i like to stop being anxious about allergies great episode Mm. i i can see all of those Mm -hmm. i can see all of those and then we have some comments from our episode 33, Gryffindorks at LeakyCon. I love that you called us Gryffindorks. Um, That's fitting. And, yeah, it is. Mm, you have, mm, yeah. Well, you have an idea. The listeners have no idea. Um, what are some of your favorite memories from fan conventions? Uh, Montana responded first off with, <laughs> you're welcome. So happy I could have helped you, Michelle, with this joke. Retta, she loves you very much. For those who missed it, again, maybe you didn't listen to that episode, um, I hung pictures of Snape all over our hotel room for Retta to find. It was it was a thing. Always. <clears throat> My word. And uh, then Addie responded. Yeah, and she said, when Vanessa Marshall walked up to me at ICCC Con... And started talking to me. Best birthday ever. And I'm just like, I cannot believe that that happened. Like, I know you told me about that. But then the fact that, like, I don't know. Because she voices Hera, who's one of the coolest characters in Rebels. And she's, 
I will fight people on this. She's the best star pilot in all of Star Wars. Um, so for you to be able to talk with any of the cast of Rebels is just incredible. Um, especially like in line and random like that. Like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. That would be cool to just have one of them go up and talk to you. That's kind of what happened to me at Fan Expo because uh, Emily Swallow, who plays the armorer in The Mandalorian, like came over to uh, the Mercs and 501st and Rebel Legion booth, like right as I had come out of the changing room in my armor. And all my friends were like, go talk to her, go talk to her. And it was like, I was very flustered and it was very awkward, but she was very gracious and very kind and she complimented my armor. So I, it made me feel good about myself. <laughs> I think I would. Probably, if I was going to run into a celebrity at a convention, and I'm not going to just say any celebrity because you've got to actually mention one that does conventions, I would probably take it before talking to James Marsters, who played Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've done numerous cameo videos with him, um, and he was always so nice. The last one I did with him he remembered me from my other ones and I promised him that if I ever went, because again, I have problems with my body image and um, I got a few smacks upside the back of the head, by the way, for that at LeakyCon. Um, what was that look for young lady? Uh-huh. Um, but you know, he said, we had talked about me going to like one of the fan expos and he said, if he was there, I would have to come say hi. And I know that I would be super nervous about it. Mm. So I'd probably take it so I could go say hi to him. Cause again, writing Buffy and Spike fan fiction actually used those cameos to then go write my fan fiction because talking to him, mm. like he brought so much of his personality into Spike. Mm hmm. That it was like, okay, now I, I've got Spike back in my head. I can go write this. So I would I would do that. So that would be my celebrity. Because mm -hmm. we, we know I don't need it to go meet Rowan because. You're already, you're already friends with Rowan. Not friends. Just acquaintances, but yeah. He was nice. I bet he would recognize you if he sees if he comes back to WikiCon. That scares me. <laughs> I should go up to him. Hey, by the way, Retta wants to know where her pen is. <laughs> it's a really nice pen, and it was new. <laughs> if he pulled it out of his pocket, then I would die laughing, and I'd have to call you immediately. Uh. We're not going to stop talking about this past LeakyCon for a while, are we? Have we stopped talking about the one in 2022? No. I think you have your answer then. <laughs> I don't know. There were some things that were the same between the two, but they were also very, very different from each other. So. This is true. And, you know, we apologize to everyone for keep talking about it. But, again, if you've never been to a convention, it it's almost impossible to describe. 
Well, and LeakyCon is very, like, as somebody who's, I mean, I've been to a ton of conventions. Most of them have been smaller local ones, but LeakyCon is very, very different from other conventions because it's not, like, tiny. You know, it's not, like, a couple hundred, mm. you know, it's not, like, 200 people in a warehouse. Like, it's several hundred to maybe a thousand people that, you know, are in this center that has multiple rooms. It's got panels going on. But there's such an emphasis on community. And I think that's largely due to, like, ribbon trading and pin trading and, you know, the LeakCon ball and the house meetups. It very much so, there's more of an emphasis on finding friends amongst the other attendees than at other cons where it's just like everybody's just there if you go with a group then you're there with your friends but otherwise you don't usually talk much to the other attendees unless you you know like you want a picture of their costume or something right also on that note before we sign out of here if you are interested in next year's leaky con in portland oregon the uh, link for the hotel is up you can go ahead and make your reservations and tickets will be on sale. Well, by the time we release this episode, it'll, they'll actually be on sale already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get your tickets. They sold out decently mm-hmm. fast last year, didn't they? Um, I wouldn't, for what, the, the hotel or the tickets? The hotel. Yeah, they actually had to open up the second hotel pretty quickly. I already went and booked mine. Um. And that's another thing, you know, some of the rooms are already booked up for longer stays. So I'm planning on being there a week this time. Um, and the rooms with double beds are already booked up for more than just the convention, like more than the three days. So if you're planning on staying, that is a thing. Um I am sharing a hotel room with Abby this year, like I said earlier. Luckily, we've got a room with a sleeper sofa. So that's something to keep in mind if you're doing it more than three days. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on another very chaotic episode of the Gryffindor Common Room Podcast. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm your host, Michelle. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. We're not going to be able to record early again, are we? We got to take this thing one week at a time. (laughs) One day at a time.